All right, I'm back. <laughs> Thank you so much. Down front. All right, you guys have to be awake because I know the time changed, but it's now late enough in the morning that you guys can be awake. So I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Um, I want to introduce my family to you since I, you don't see them very often. They're here on the screen. My husband's actually here with me. He's my solid rock. God is also my solid rock. He's also my rock. And uh, we have two boys, uh, Chandler and Zayden, and we live on PEI. So we moved back to PEI. That's where I was born and raised. And we moved back there in July to be closer to family since I travel all the time. And we moved our office, the World Hope office, to Moncton. Right? So we're sharing an office with the Atlantic District office on Mountain Road. So if you're ever interested in stopping in and saying hello to Heather Bandy, she's there. And she's the one who answers the phones and, and does awesome stuff there. So that's what's going on with, with me and my family. I also want to thank you guys so much for your support. You're eating lots of pizza, I see. Yes? I see from the thermometer, not from your waistline, is what I meant. And uh, you know what? We're raising money for a well in Sierra Leone. And uh, there's a village that's in Sierra Leone, and they do not have access to clean water. And they're walking all day, women and children, to get dirty water so that they can drink that dirty water and use that dirty water for cleaning. And you guys are eating pizza so we can drill a deep borehole well there. And we're really excited. I can't wait to show you the pictures of the village that will be impacted because of you guys, because of your pizza eating. So keep it up. You're doing a good job. All right, we're going to jump into Luke 3 today. If you have your Bibles or your devices, let's go over there. Luke 3, and we're going to start at verse 2. And I just want to check with you. Has anyone here ever been told that you smell really funny? Anyone? I certainly have, so I'll put my hand up. No? All right, so we're going to talk about John the Baptist, a man who probably smelled pretty funny, also known as probably smelled pretty bad. The dude lived in the desert and ate like, like bugs and honey for fun, and God used him. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about him today. So uh, let's jump in, Luke 3, verse 2 to 6, and talk about John the Baptist. During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Whenever we're talking about John the Baptist, we really want to keep in mind that the timing of God matters. The timing of God is super, super important. John the Baptist was hanging out in the desert probably not smelling the best, eating bugs. And God said, dude, time to go. And what did he do? He went. He went. As soon as God said, time to go, he literally went with full obedience. He didn't say, I don't have an Uber to get into the city because there's obviously no people here. <laughs> he didn't say, I need some new clothes because I smell really bad and, you know, I'm wearing strange things in the desert. He literally went immediately whenever God told him to go. And you know what? He didn't just like wake up one morning and say, oh, oh God, oh, you want me to do something for you? No, no, no. God had been preparing him for years for this ministry. Literally, his job was to prepare the way for Jesus Christ. What an incredible ministry to have. He was waiting, he was preparing, and he went as soon as God said it's time to go. 
You know that God's direction in our life will come no matter where we think we are. Maybe we're in a time of waiting, in a time of preparation. When God says go, we go. Or maybe we're just like not sure what's going on and we're just seeking him and all of a sudden it comes kind of out of nowhere sometimes. When God says go, it is time to go. God's timing matters so much. One of the team members who went with Moncton Wesley into the Bahamas told me that she had been feeling God leading her for quite some time, just kind of a little sense, like kind of a nudging or just kind of this quiet voice in her life that he wanted her to do something more with the gifts that she had been given. And she didn't know what that looked like. She still doesn't know what that looked like. But while she was in the Bahamas, she was working with some women who were severely traumatized. And she was walking alongside them. She was sharing about Jesus in their life. She was just walking through difficult times with them. And she said while she was there, just suddenly, God was like, I want you to do this a little bit more intentionally for me in the future. She didn't know that at that moment, that's the message God was going to give to her. She had no idea. But she knew that God was preparing her and prompting her and getting her ready for something that might be a little different. And maybe you're in that season of life right now where God's timing might seem a little strange. Maybe you're in a waiting season. Aren't those fun? A time of waiting, a time of preparing, a time of knowing that something's coming, but I'm not sure what that is. The timing matters, and waiting is okay. And maybe you're in a season where God is saying, no, 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 the waiting is over. Now it's time to move. I'm saying, let's go. Are we going to go like John the Baptist or are we going to pause and wait? God's timing matters so much. I also want to talk a little bit about John's action because John didn't just go when God said to go. He started doing things at that point. Literally, this is what he did. Hey, guys, hey, yeah, no, I smell, I get that. Hey, hey, Jesus is coming. Excuse me, Jesus is coming. uh, Hello, uh, Jesus is coming. No, 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 don't look at me. I'm not the Messiah. Jesus is coming. Oh, let's get baptized. I'll tell you about the good news. Jesus is coming. Hey, guys, hey, hey, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Guys, Jesus is coming. Do you know how strange he must have felt? Jesus is coming. That's my job, is to tell you, Jesus is coming. He's coming. Get ready. Jesus, he's coming. He'll change your life. He'll change the world. Jesus is coming. He took action. He took action so specifically because he said, my job is to make a straight highway for the Lord. I am to remove the rocks. I am to put up edges of the road so you don't fall off. I am going to make a clear path in this wilderness. I'm going to put a stream where there is no stream. I'm preparing the way for Jesus Christ. I'm taking action because that's what he has prepared me to do. And Moncton Wesleyan, you have been taking action. We celebrated that earlier this morning. I literally called up Nathan and Alan and said, the hurricane hit, can you help? And within days, you guys responded. You sent people down with backpacks and granola bars, and they ate those for a whole week and didn't shower. There weren't toilets. But you took action, because God said, this, this, this is the time. 
It's happening now. When we prepare the way for Jesus, we don't just say, hey, Jesus loves you. We say, hey, you need water? You're going to die if you don't drink clean water? We're going to give you water in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? That's called preparing the way for Jesus. And then we sacrificed and we gave way above and beyond. And we gave roofs to people who didn't need roofs or who needed roofs. They needed something over their heads. They needed to access electricity. They needed a way to move forward in life. You guys put action to it. What an incredible example of preparing the way for Jesus. When someone's caught up in human trafficking, we don't just say, hey, do you know about Jesus? No. We say, let's get you out of there. And also, let's bring your perpetrators to court because they deserve justice. And we literally in Sierra Leone just saw the very first uh, justice happening, anti-trafficking thing take place in the last month. We caught perpetrators at the border who had been trained by us on how to recognize human traffickers. The police officers recognized them, took them to the police. They're now in jail. <laughs> Preparing the way for Jesus. We take action. One of my favorite stories on taking action is a church in New Jersey. And they go every year to Sierra Leone and they work with disabled children. Because in Sierra Leone, there's a stigma culturally that says if you're disabled, you're a demon. That is completely wrong, as we know. Children and any individual with a disability is loved by God. They have value in our community. They have value to our families. They are a part of who we are, of the body of Christ. And this church said, you know what? We're going to partner with the Enable the Children program that gives physical therapy and occupational therapy to kids who have disabilities. We help them learn to sit up. We help them learn to eat without choking. We help them learn to play with their hands. And then we go to the highest level of government and say, these children should be in a special place in your country because they are loved by God. They are valued by God. And you know what we do now? This church partners with us, and every single February, they take a mission team over, and they have a beach day with all of the disabled children and their families. Because who doesn't go to the beach in Sierra Leone? Disabled children. And what do we say? Uh-uh. They're going to the beach, and we're going to make it big, and it's going to be awesome. Take a look at this video of Beach Day from 2019.
Preparing the way for Jesus. It can look like so many different things. It can look like a special gift for your coworker, or maybe saying a kind word to someone. Maybe it's saying a kind word to someone who doesn't say kind words to you, the hardest of kinds. Maybe it's going to a neighbor and bringing some food, or maybe it's checking in on someone in your community. Maybe it's when God's prompting you at work to say, ask this person, how are you doing? Are we obedient? Do we take action? Because action matters. Action helps prepare the way for Jesus. It matters. We need to remove the rocks, remove the stones, sweep off the street, prepare the way. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. Don't worry, we're not done yet. The last thing I want to talk about is heart change. Heart change matters. And John the Baptist, he didn't just listen and respond. He didn't just go and baptize. He literally said, I want to tell you about Jesus. I want to tell you how he's changed my life. He is someone you need to follow. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's literally going to change the world. Heart change matters. Heart change matters. And when we work in the kingdom of God, things just look so differently, right? We see things differently, and John the Baptist was just like that. Heart change mattered so much. John the Baptist's voice belonged to his time. His testimony of Jesus belonged to the kingdom and helped straighten the road. And guess what? Our voice belongs to our time, and our actions are for the kingdom of God, the same kingdom of God that continues forward. Lives will be changed. We didn't just put new roofs on. We talked to people. We didn't just hammer some nails. We prayed with people. We did barbecues in the park. Heart change matters. Heart change matters. I have a new Facebook page that I just launched in December called Push Toward Impact. And the goal of this page is to push people, I like pushing people, push people towards global impact around the world. And I want to share a story from the very first interview I did with Dr. Joanne Lyon to kind of kick off this Facebook page. If you want to see the entire interview, you're welcome to it. It's on that Facebook page. It's about 45 minutes long. But I want to share one specific story that stood out to me from that page and from that interview. Dr. Joanne Lyon tells the story of Mrs. Karoma and her five-year-old daughter named Damba. And this was during the Sierra Leone Civil War that took place back in 1999. She said, Miss Karoma tells her this story. She was actually there with a Washington Post journalist, and they were getting stories, trying to spread the word, like, hey, something crazy is happening. Hundreds of thousands of people are being murdered. No one's responding. That's why they were there. And she said that they were there talking to Mrs. Karoma, and this is what Mrs. Karoma said. I was out planting my ground nuts when the rebels came. They grabbed my five-year-old daughter. I took her back. They then took her again and took her to a tree stump and chopped off her arm. Then they chopped off mine. Joanne shares that her and the journalists were kind of standing there while Mrs. Karoma told her story. There they were. No arms below their left elbow. 
the photojournalist with her snapped pictures and eventually that picture showed up on the front of the Washington Post. And at that point, the world began to respond. Someone came to World Hope and said, we want to put arms, arms on Mrs. Karoma and her daughter. We want to start an amputee care center so the thousands of people who have lost limbs will have limbs again. Donations came in. We found Mrs. Karoma and her daughter. They both got limbs. And Joanne said one of the most exciting things to see was Damba, her daughter, learning to write her name. 20 years later, Damba reflected, there's nothing that anyone can say or do to make me feel any less of a woman. I know my worth, and this is all that matters. My scars don't define me. I define them. Mrs. Karoma was a believer before this happened, and what an amazing testimony her and her daughter had. Many people came to know Jesus through the Amputee Care Center, and the word on the street was this. Go to the World Hope Amputee Care Center. God is there. God is there. Go there. That's where you can find Jesus. Do people say about our homes, go see that person. God is there. Go to Moncton Wesleyan. God is there. When we're putting on roofs, God is there. Heart change matters because God is there and my question for you today is what is God saying to you is he saying this is a time to wait God is there is he saying this is a time to move I'm saying move you're not moving it's time to move God is there Maybe he's saying, this is a time to give. Faith promise is super important. It's how we change the world globally. God is there. John the Baptist had the privilege of saying, no, not me. Jesus, he's coming after me. I'm preparing the way. That's what God is calling us to do. To say, give, go, Wait, do something, take action, because that's where God is. That's where heart change happens. That's where lives are transformed, because God is there. And I know there are so many situations in this room, and God is saying, I'm here, and I want you to tell other people that I'm here. I want you to show other people that I'm here. I need you to move with me. It's time to go. It's time to move. We weren't meant in the kingdom of God to sit and to wait 
unless he's telling us to wait. We are meant to be a people of action a people of transformation, a people that, does, that says, no, not me. Don't look at me. It's God because God is there. Look, Jesus is coming. Look, the stones are being removed. Look, the road is going to be straight. We're flattening it out. We're preparing the way because Jesus is coming. What is it for us? What is it for you? because we desperately want God to be there. That's the prayer of our hearts. Let's pray. God, thank you that you are there. Thank you that you lead us and guide us. Thank you that we can actually take action to prepare the way for you. God, you're here. We sense your Holy Spirit. And God, whatever you're speaking to our hearts today, it might be small to us, but it's big to you. It might be big to us, and we can't even wrap our heads around it. But God, we want to be obedient because you are there. Lord, obedience is tough. Obedience is uncomfortable. Obedience is scary. Obedience is really, really hard to process. But we know that you are there and we will continue preparing the way for you. We will prepare the road for Jesus. We will prepare until you return. And we know that that's what we are called to do. So today, Lord, whatever you're speaking to our hearts, whatever you're asking us to do, whatever you want us to be obedient to, we say, yes, yes, I will wait. Yes, I will go. Yes, I will give. Yes, I will pray. Yes, I will do something that prepares the way for you. That, Lord, is where we want to be. And we offer together that obedience, that, Lord, wherever you tell us to go, Whatever you want us to do, we 